You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. Thank you for joining me today. You're listening to episode 140 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today we're going to talk about integrating into a new family. And to be more specific, I'm talking today about the extended family. But before we get into that, I'll just go over some announcements as usual. I'm going to speak very briefly about the Facebook group. I am really doing my best to moderate the group. I try to look at every post, even if I can't comment on all of them. By the way, if you're new and you don't know what I'm talking about, we have a private Facebook group where we all share and receive advice, plus talk about our wins and our struggles. If you want to be a member, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. I'll be honest with you, when people ask to join, I do glance at their profile and I check to see if they appear to be part of a blended family and so forth. But that's really all I can do. I can't always tell what someone's intentions are. And sometimes it takes me letting them in to see that they don't have good intentions. It's rare that I have issues and most of them are from people coming in to advertise or self-promote. Last week, someone did come in saying that they had a TV show that they were trying to cast for stepmoms. Someone brought it to my attention that this might not be the case, that it might be someone who was looking to possibly snoop around. And I did right away remove her from the group. Listen, I want you all to feel safe in my group to share without judgment. I do need to say that I can't always prevent a troll from coming in or a person who's trying to gather information on someone else. I depend on all of you to help me keep it safe and positive in the group. And you've helped me this far. And I thank you for that. And I'll continue to do my best as well. I will say this because I have to. If you're posting anything that can be used against you later on, just be careful. And I'm not trying to scare anyone. It is a safe place to be. But just use your discretion when posting. And if you're not sure, I can always post anonymously for anyone. If any of you in the group see that someone looks suspicious or if you notice someone who is being unkind or judgmental, please let me know right away. I won't tolerate it, but sometimes I just don't know. So I really depend on you to tell me if there's a problem. There's just too many people in there right now. But like I said, it's a great group. I rarely have a problem and... I think it's one of the most positive groups about blended families on Facebook, if I do say so myself. But that's not because of me. That's because of all of you. All right, moving on. I do have a giveaway today. For those of you who don't yet know, I do monthly random giveaways, and all who are part of my list are automatically entered to win. And to be a part of my list, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. It's free and I don't spam you or share your information with anyone. I just send out a newsletter every month to keep you updated on the show and if there's anything I need to let you know. This month I am giving away a mug that says best bonus mom ever and this month's winner is Haley Rawlinson. Congratulations and I will be emailing you Haley to get your information so I can send that out to you right away. 
All of the links, by the way, that I mention in the show ever are always in the show notes for you as well as on my website. So if you ever need to find anything, you can go to blendedfamilypodcast.com and everything you might be looking for is on the site. So we're rolling into September. Most of you by now are happily sending your kids back to school and you survived yet another summer. Or maybe you enjoyed the summer and you wish it was longer. I don't know. I guess that all depends on your kids. For me, I know our food bill will come down to something a little bit more manageable. Anyway, I hope you're well. I'm doing great this week. Getting back into routine affords me more time to work on the show and work on some other things that I have in store for you guys in the future. So let's get into today's topic, integrating into a new family. And we have covered this when it relates to the home and the children already. Today, what I wanna talk about is actually how you integrate with the extended family. So the in-laws, grandparents, the brothers, the sisters, cousins, even the other bio parent or friends of your partner. Some of you are in more seasoned relationships and you may not relate to this today, but I know there are many of you who are entering into new relationships right now, or some of you may have dated for a while, but maybe still need to work on this. And some of you maybe have integrated, but it's not going well. It's definitely a scary thing for many people who are starting a relationship to not only meet the kids, but also to meet the extended family. Probably one of the most anxiety-provoking situations for any new step-parent. Most of the anxiety is caused by our own selves and the negative self-talk that goes through our minds. What if they don't like me? What if they like the ex better? What if they hate me? What do I say to them? How do I act? How do I behave towards the kids in front of everyone? What if they think I'm not good enough to be a step-parent to the kids? Those are just some of the things that might go through your mind. Very normal, but not helpful at all. We can really freak ourselves out over things that haven't even happened, but it makes total sense why we have these thoughts. Coming in as a new person, we really don't know much history except what our partner may have told us, so we really don't know exactly what all the dynamics are, who gets along with who, and mostly what relationships the ex had with each family member. And that is what really is on everyone's mind, right? We wanna know if the family loved the ex. How do we stack up against them? If the family loved the ex, will they accept us? And I want you to relax about all of this. You need to treat these meetings just like any other you've had in the past with other partners, which really is already scary, right? Don't make it worse than it already is. But here's the key that you need to keep in mind. In most cases, the entire family is going to want your partner to be happy. In most cases, people know how to separate past from present. People understand that relationships end and new ones begin. And in many cases, certainly not all, but many, the family of your partner may not like the ex at all, in which case they would be very happy to see a new relationship form. Regardless of what the scenario is, there's nothing you can do to change any of that. What you can do is learn how to act, learn how to cope, and learn how to make things better even. But before we talk about that, I wanna point out some reasons why new partners aren't always received well. And this is also going to help you because you'll realize that it hardly ever has to do with you. One of the problems with all this is that we make things so personal, and I get it. I take things personally all the time. 
But when we learn to look at things in a different way, we can understand that it's not always about us. One of the reasons why a new partner is not accepted is because perhaps the previous partner has passed away. And this is different from many divorces where there's usually some kind of conflict that brought about the end of the relationship. In these cases, the former parent is often idolized and adored by the family. Any new person coming in can be difficult to accept. Of course, depending on when they pass. If it's been years, it'll be easier. But if it's fairly new, it's gonna be harder for the family to open their hearts. Another reason, maybe the family loved the ex. They thought the ex was fabulous and they wished the divorce never happened. So they may not even give you a chance in this case. They have a relationship with the ex, they've formed bonds, maybe they have loyalty to the ex, not that they need to or even are being told to, but some people just have a hard time with that. Or maybe your partner has a history of making bad choices, maybe they've dated some terrible people, so the family thinks you're just another bad choice. Or maybe they think he's just dating too soon or she's just dating too soon. Last one I want to mention is that you might not be received well just because the family knows there are children involved and they think no one is good enough for those kids. Now those are just some examples of why a new family might not be willing to accept you. And yes, those are all unfair to you, I know. But still, it just gives you the idea that it's not necessarily you. It's them. Their thinking, their closed-mindedness, their ignorance. But since we're all entitled to our feelings, let's just try to understand that everyone has their reasons for feeling and acting the way they do. And even if they aren't accepting of you initially, it's not you. It's not that they'll never accept you. Some people just don't cope with change well. Some people have relationships and traditions set in place and they don't like for those to change. Remember, it's not your business what others think of you. You guys know I say that all the time. Try to always keep that in the back of your mind. Now, what can you do? We know that we cannot be responsible for other people or what they do or how they feel. We can't make people like us. People either like us or they don't. We want them to like us, especially if it's family. It makes things a whole lot easier if they do. But it's not something you can force, and I don't think you should make yourself crazy over it. You certainly don't want to act differently than your normal personality. First of all, people see right through that. Second, you don't want to have to keep up that charade forever. That could be exhausting. Just be you. Your partner fell in love with you, and that's the you that the family should meet. You want to try your best to not show your nerves. I know that's hard, and even if you're shaking on the inside, you need to be calm on the outside. I say this because some people prey on weakness, but even if everyone is being nice, you still don't want to show if you're too nervous. It can work against you. Sometimes it makes people feel like they can't trust you. And I know anxiety is a big deal, but if you know that you have high anxiety, you just have to work on calming yourself down. Don't ask questions. And this is a big one here. Don't ask questions to the family members about the ex or the old relationship. It'll make you look like you might be jealous or you're fishing for information. And even if they bring it up first, 
it's just best to not get into those conversations. And you don't have to be rude, but you can just let them know that you'd rather not discuss it. And until you've established your own bonds with the family, discussions of the ex should be off the table. Be friendly and engaging. Your first instinct might be to clam up since you're nervous and maybe uncomfortable. I used to be a very shy person, so I would always keep to myself, but people always thought I was being rude or being a snob. So push yourself to make conversations and make sure that you're present and smiling. If you're ever trying to get to know someone, the best way to conversate is to ask them questions about themselves. By nature, people love to talk about themselves. So open up conversations by asking them something about themselves. Before you arrive even, you can ask your partner to tell you a little bit about the family members that you'll be meeting, about their hobbies or jobs or whatever. And then you can say, hey, I heard you're really into fishing. Where do you like to fish? Something simple, something engaging. And it can not only spark a conversation, but it also tells the person that you're interested in what they have to say. Oh, and make sure you're listening as well. Don't be too eager to discipline the kids in the beginning stages of meeting the family. And let me be more specific here. If at home you're taking a more active role with discipline, that's totally fine. And I'm talking about your bonus kids here, not your bio kids. Feel free to discipline your bio kids whenever you need to. But if you're at a family function, Meeting some people for the first time, you don't want to be really doing the discipline. Not that it's wrong, especially if the kids are used to you doing it, but it might put you in a bad light with the family. They aren't used to you as it is, and they might be protective over the kids who they've known longer than you. So if something needs to be handled, tell your partner to handle it, at least until you've gained some respect in the family. So what do you do if you've already met the family, and things got off on the wrong foot for whatever reason. It's not too late to try and fix it, but it really depends on the circumstances to determine how. If you think that you handled something wrong, you can then take responsibility for it by apologizing to whomever you think you offended. And that could be in an email, a letter, or a phone call, even a sit-down conversation. You can ask to start over. And if that's too much for you, you can just start acting differently. For example, if you were closed off initially and you came off rude, you can just change that by being more open and more personable. You can try to make more of an effort with someone who maybe was closed off to you. You can talk to your partner and maybe they can help facilitate some better communication. But if you got off to a bad start and it had nothing to do with you at all, then you need to get peaceful with the situation and realize that some people just don't always do the right thing. And even though we want family to like us and we try to impress them, sometimes they just won't like us. And that is okay. The person you need to be most concerned about is your partner. And of course, your bonus kids, because you just can't please everyone. And always keep in mind that people can and do change their opinions. So if things start off on the wrong foot, don't be discouraged. There's always opportunities for growth and change as long as you keep an open mind. Now, having said all that, everything today, which probably terrified you, understand that I'm just giving you what ifs. I'm preparing you for what might happen. 
and preparing you for what you might feel. These are all things you need to think about. But the other side of this is that many times these things go way better than expected. So even though today I'm giving you worst case scenarios, don't think that it's always like this and that it's always gonna go bad or that you'll always have a problem. Some families will welcome a new partner with open arms. And that's what I want you to imagine and hope for rather than focusing on all the negative. I just wanted today's show to prepare you in the process of integrating yourself into a new family. And I hope that it was helpful to you. And if this isn't you, but you know someone who could use the information, please share it with them. And feedback, as always, can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. If you like the show, please give me a rating and review in iTunes. I always appreciate those. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.